there, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I am your other host, Angel. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. So wide, those reaches. So wide, so deep. Mm-hmm. How deep is my love? I don't know. How deep is it? So deep. Yeah. The depths of depths. Well, it's Pisces season, so everything's feeling deep. Limitless depths. Yes. Oversensitivities. Emotions run low. High. Well, they run low because they're deep. (laughs) (laughs) The low runs high. Mm -hmm. The high runs low. Yes. Uh, Well, we have literally the most gorgeous spirit talk that has ever been talked into spirit (laughs) and so we want to get to that as quickly as we possibly can but we are going to do all the things that we usually do including introduce ourselves yeah so who are you i'm brandon alter i am a spiritual healer i am an astrologer and a tarot reader i'm a writer and a performer and as it turns out a podcaster oh yes i podcast you do. I'm doing it right now. Uh, and I'm Angel Lopez. I am a writer, a film producer, and an astrologer, and spiritual healer, teacher, queeler, lover of things that go bump in the night. Oh, wow. What's your favorite thing that goes bump in the night? Uh, besides you? Yeah. I don't bump in the night. Mm, you do sometimes when you turn. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bump you. or I... Exactly. No, fair enough. You bump the dog, and then the dog bumps me. But I guess my other favorite thing that goes bump in the night are bats. Oh, yeah. I love a bat. Yeah, I love a bat. I mean, I don't want one, like, swarming around my head, but... You don't want one, like, in... Like, if I was like, surprise, there are bats in the bedroom. Yeah, no, I don't want that. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. But I like when I enter, like, a natural space and there are bats there. It makes me feel at home. Yeah. Well, you know, they say that if there are bats, it's an indicator of a healthy ecosystem. Yes, I have heard that. When the bats leave, honey, is bad news. Well, I'm sad because I haven't seen the bats in a while, but I feel like maybe that's just more of like a timing thing. Yeah, I've seen some bats. Oh, but we usually have like, we've had, like we get these periods of time where we have like sunset bats and they come around like every, every night around sunset and just kind of flit around. But I feel like we're not in that time of year. We also just like haven't been outside for the sunset of late because it's been so damn cold. Well, yeah, and I doubt the bats have either. Who can say? <laughs> Should we do a little check-in? Sure. A mini check-in? Yeah. A micro dose of checking in? It was just your birthday. It was just my birthday, and I don't want to let it go. I know. It was a marathon of festivities. It was so many magical moments on top of moments, like wigs on top of wigs. It was a really special birthday, and I was anticipating it being a really hard day because it's the first birthday that I experience without my mom being here. But I have to say, on the actual day itself, I was just overcome with gratitude just to like be alive and to let my mom live on through me. So there was a beautiful sound bath here at the house. And it was miraculously sunny and warm enough to do it outside. And we had this magical wind that just felt like feathered hands running up and down my body during the sound bath. And I got some really powerful downloads and it just really grounded me for the day. Then I got my first tattoo. 
which was quite an experience. Tattoos really hurt, y'all. Newsflash, spoiler alert. Tattoos really hurt, but I'm so grateful. I'm literally looking at it right now, and I love it so much. It's a Keith Haring drawing from the early 80s of a snake eating its own tail. And my mom loved snakes, and Keith Haring was a Taurus, and my mom is a Taurus, and so it's in honor of her, but also just like in honor of mortality and eternal transformation. And this snake is very cheeky, and I got it during the Venus-Neptune conjunction and the Sun-Saturn conjunction. So to me, that's about like a beautiful commitment. And in a way, it's like a commitment to myself and my mortality, but also to the legacy of my mom. And it was just a really meaningful thing to actually do on my birthday. So I'm so glad I did that. And then cut to this weekend when Angel Lopez surprised me with literally my favorite thing in the world, which is an alpaca. I mean, there were dozens of alpacas. There were potentially almost 100 alpacas. Yeah. And Angel- I brought them all to the house. <laughs> yeah. And they just... shat everywhere. <laughs> and <laughs> no. Noche barked at them, but ended up loving them. No. Uh, Angel surprised me with a trip up north uh, just outside Santa Barbara. There's this amazing alpaca farm called Canzel Alpacas. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. Go check out those alpacas. They have yeah. a Filipino water buffalo. I believe so, yeah. Is that what that, that creature was? Mm-hmm. Um, peacocks. Peacocks. A, a goat. Of, yes, a goat, a couple llamas. Yeah, a couple llamas. Amen. And a massive surprise dog at the end. Yeah, there was that huge dog. Just kind of came out of nowhere. And Angel had gathered up some of my friends to also be there, because as an Aquarius, I do love to do things en masse. And it was just uh, that was a really special way to, to celebrate my birthday, so... It's hard to come back from all that, frankly. And yet here I am. So. Barely sitting before us. Thank you for making my birthday (laughs) so special. It was really, it was a really great week. And I have this little tattoo to remind me of what a great week that was. Yeah. What a great life you have ahead. Yeah, so true. And getting a tattoo is just like a very ritualistic, spiritual experience. I'm really glad I just like was able to have that moment. Yeah. I don't like foresee myself getting like a ton of tattoos just because like they really do hurt so much. But just like the intimacy between like you and the person who's doing it, even though for me it was like totally unspoken, but just like feeling Dylan's energy. And I was really like in an, in an alternate reality. I kind of went somewhere during the whole process of it, but just just the whole tradition of it. It's a cool thing to experience as a human. I highly recommend. But like, it's got to be meaningful. I can't imagine enduring the pain for something that isn't like super meaningful, you know? I know, but it's just so interesting when you think about, I guess everyone's just like has such a unique relationship with pain, right? Because some people uh, don't really... Uh, experience that much pain. Yeah. Some people are like, tattoos. No, some bad. people get dozens of them. And I some know. people get tattoos. They're like, because I just wanted to get a tattoo today and I picked out a picture. So it's just like really interesting, like the different relationships people have with that. Yeah. Well, that's not my experience. My experience was it was a nine out of 10 pain. So there you have it. What's up with you, boo? Besides, you know, making my birthday the center of your universe. <laughs> I know. Now I've left that orbit. I'm so sorry. I know it's a nice orbit to be in. It really is. You know, <laughs> I'm fun to surprise. I'm grateful. Yes. I have a childlike enthusiasm. <laughs> it must be so nourishing to surprise me. 
I'm going to surprise you for your birthday with bats. Oh, that'd be cute. Birthday bats in the bedroom. You can just, how about like dancers dressed as bats, like a performance? Oh, wow. That's lavish. Yeah. I'd prefer that than actual Just like bats. invite some strippers in. Dressed as bats? Yeah, sure. Just like some shirtless men with bat yeah, wings? I'm down with that. Okay. But actual ones, no. Unless we're like in like a very like lush, you know, location and i've like hiked down into like i've like spelunked into a cave and then i'm like release the bats yeah and there's like well no they just live there and oh yeah. like oh what's that that just flew by my face and they're like oh it's a bat and you're like oh well yeah because i'm in a you know deep cavern in costa rica i've lost the thread of this birthday surprise <laughs> it's not gonna happen maybe you have too listener yeah <laughs> it's just not gonna happen All so right. we're just trying to paint a picture um what's going on with you you know not um i mean what is going on with me it's a good question (laughs) um we could bring my therapist on who could just download everyone but we won't we won't waste all the time with that um personally i would really value that (laughs) yeah i should because you just like called in my therapist for our check-in just like a rundown yeah i'm just like could you tell me tell everyone what's going on with me um you seem to be taking notes i'm not um but yeah, no, I think honestly, I'm just like very, I'm still just very tired. I'm still like trying to like uh, navigate the like beginning of the year. I cannot believe it's almost the end of February. I'm like shocked by that. Um, I do feel like time is um, is just racing. Um, I do just think that, um, yeah, I'm struggling to feel like I have enough time and I guess that's like oh wow I guess that's really why I've been having like so many like anxiety dreams over the last like two weeks um where I'm either like late for something or I'm trying to get somewhere or someone's trying to kill me like I keep having these like anxiety dreams and now that I'm hearing myself say this I realize yeah I'm really like unconsciously dealing with just the like challenges of having enough time um so um because i just feel like there's like so many different things that want my time and want my attention and i have a hard time uh doing them all so i think if anything i'm just like desperate to try and like clear some space for myself so that I can focus on the things I want to do and stop doing a lot of the things I don't need to be doing. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. Just wrestling a little bit with, with time. You can do it. Yeah. I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks. All right, well, should we give everybody a little taste of what's going on in the uh, celestial atmosphere? Yeah, let's do it in this episode's Cosmic Update. So we find ourselves, yeah, inching ever so quickly to March, but we are in the midst of Pisces season. 
and you know what we know about Pisces as we were saying before it's really interested in the depths and uh, plummeting into the depths of emotion of intuition and you know it's just a time to partner with your sensitivity and allow yourself to be more sensitive with yourself um, to more be more sensitive to your own needs we find ourselves at times being really sensitive to others, others' feelings, others' emotions, and we have to learn to erect boundaries for ourselves, to not let other people's like energy fields interrupt our own, you know? And I think it can be really hard to say no to people, to say what you need, um, to and, and not just to like people, but to the amount of things that you want to accomplish in your life and you know so it's important to be really aware of that in Pisces season because you can just kind of get washed away by uh, you know by the waves oh no my boundaries are erect what oh well I'm just I'm talking generally for Pisces season you know like it can be really challenging to just get like completely washed over um because it's just so like soft and emotional um but i do think flaccid yeah. yes <laughs> so you need erect boundaries you do need erect boundaries sorry yes. i just couldn't i just couldn't help but but take that low-hanging fruit <laughs> well you take it i did but yeah so i think at the beginning of march we're gonna see uh, a couple really like good shifts happen we'll see mercury shift into Pisces yay more Pisces energy and we're also going to see Saturn shift into Pisces which I think is like a really interesting shift that I don't know about anyone else but I've actually been like waiting for because for one I'm just like a little tired of like the Saturn in Aquarius energy I feel like I'm ready to kind of like get more serious um, and more responsible for my spirituality my creativity and my my imagination i think you always say like you know is it that aquarius are like the it's the future we we can't see i do say that yeah and it feels like pisces then is the timeless yeah it's the dream time it's like the future that's already been written it's the future that's now right so in a way, like getting more responsible around that type of energy is really calling to me right now. Have we talked about Saturn moving into Pisces at all? Like did, like in our forecast episode, yeah. we must have talked about it. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's going to change the way that we feel into things for sure. And we might also feel like the restriction aspect of Saturn, you know, like... Mm -hmm individually everything that angel just said like taking your spirituality and your creativity and your imagination more seriously creating some structure around it that is the personal invitation but collectively saturn and pisces might make us feel a little squashed in terms of how we're allowed to dream in terms of how we partner with the impossible because that's really what pisces is and so Whereas for the last couple of years, Saturn and Aquarius showed us restriction around our shared humanity. Saturn and Pisces might show us the restriction around our shared divinity. And that might be hard, but it also might help us in some ways to transcend the limitations that we've inherited around spirituality. 
And I wouldn't be surprised to see over these next couple of years, Saturn moving into Pisces, really dismantling some of the power that organized religion still has on those of us that are wanting to lay it down. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some people will double down on that. Well, we're seeing that too. Yeah. But to me, it does feel like you have to really just get get firm with oh. what your dream is. You know, like what it is you really want. To bring into fruition. Mm-hmm. Can't be loosey goosey with that dream. No, you can't be loosey Laduca with it. You have and you have to like do the fucking work. You know? Like you can't just be like, Oh yeah, I have this vision of what is gonna be and now I'm just gonna like wait for it. Cause it's gonna happen. And it's like, no, it's not just going to happen. Like you have to do the work to make it happen or else it just becomes a dream that you had. A delusion. Yeah. And so I think it's like trying to bring some of the visions, the dreams into form because Saturn is about form. Um, but it is going to teach us some hard lessons around like, yeah, but you got to do the fucking work, boo. You got to make it happen. Okay. All right. Jesus. (laughs) I heard you the first time. I'm just saying. Girl, back up. (laughs) But you know, it's like, just like, how do we bring the imagination into form? How do we make the creative, the creativity something real? Yeah, well, the discipline required, right, to show up every day for those Pisces things. And for some of us, that's easier than others. So Saturn will bring that to us. So, yeah, and you can look to, you know, what house or area of your chart that's going to be moving through to get a real, you know, clearer sense of what that means for you. And if you don't know, then quick shout out to our upcoming astrology course, Astrology for Queelers. I believe it's weeks two and three. We're going to do a two-week workshop all about the houses so that you like can really get your hands dirty. Obviously, we're doing this series over the course of the year about the houses. But if you don't want to wait a year, if you just like want to, you know, learn everything you can learn about the houses in the next two weeks, join us. We've got seven weeks of different astrology content. You can join us for all seven weeks, or you can join us for just the pieces that you're interested in. But that literally starts March 7th. So check that out and please join us because we're excited to teach an astrology class after not doing it for like over a year. Yeah. Don't miss it. Um, all right. Something else you don't want to miss. We just have to get to it. What? Is our spirit talk. Oh, honeys, babies, sweet legends, beings of light. Johnny Moses is an amazing human being, and I am so grateful that we were able to have this conversation and to share it with you. And not unlike the songs and the stories that Johnny shares, they're is what is being said. And then there's also just this transmission of love and power and healing that's underneath it. And I hope this conversation resonates with that for you too. Yeah, I had visions while he was talking. That was the mushrooms you've been microdosing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, they're finally working. Without further blab, here is this episode's Spirit Spirit Talk. Talk. 
Well, everybody, we are so excited that we are in our virtual spirit room with Johnny Moses, who's honoring us with some time here today. And Johnny is of the Tulele tribe. And Johnny is a traditional storyteller who shares in a traditional way uh, the stories of the ancient people. And we are just so excited to kind of speak to you about your medicine and your history and also explore, as Angel and I are always interested in exploring, the unique intersection of gender and sexuality and spirituality. So welcome. Thank you for being here, Johnny. Aichka. Thank you. Thank so you. It's such a wonderful blessing. <laughs> so I think the place I'd like to begin is I'd like to take you back many years to when you were young and you had what it sounds like to me was a, a really intense initiation um, through illness. And I'm wondering if you could share just a little bit about that experience and what it ushered you into just to give our listeners some context for how long um, you've really been connected to to spirit and the work that you do well from a, a very young age you know I, i'm the last generation of my my people on my mother's side which is a nutka and sandwich to, to go to the uh, government boarding school residential school so i think some of my healing started from there uh, because they gave up on me in boarding school, I uh, and they sent me home to die because I I was dying, and uh, the old medicine people. My I was raised by my great grandparents, but that time I didn't know they were my great grandparents. I just knew them as mom and dad, and they are the, they are the ones that saved me. And the all the other elders using the native uh, natural medicines, family medicine, and uh, of course in the boarding school, we were told that our Indian ways were not civilized, and you cannot survive in this world if you follow those old Indian beliefs. And, uh, but you know, as a child, you know, when you're a child going to the boarding school, you don't even know what that means or what, what are people, what are these adults telling you? Like, you can't tell me to be happy and laugh when I want to, or cry when I want or whatever, or, or you're being punished for crying or laughing or whatever because you don't speak English, because I didn't speak English at that time uh, when I went to boarding school. And uh, so the healing of the medicine of nature and and also the gender, because most of our people, Native American people in those days, even today, even though some people don't admit it, they inherit those powers of the what now you call two spirit powers uh, our people long ago called them no this uh the spirits who listen to everybody right. and the, the spirits that listen to everybody 
they are healing. And it's Mother Earth. Mother Earth is our, our loving mother. And what gender is Mother Earth? Do we call her Father Earth? Mother Earth? No, it is our our Mother Earth. But to Native people, it's universal. It's a circle. And so we there's no gender at all. So to a lot of Native people, we have no uh, complaints about uh, the genders because we all come from the same mother. <laughs> wow, beautifully said. I think that's why our people were so compassionate, our Native people, to the many ways of understanding. Is there so many ways of thinking and believing? And we were so accepting of an open mind. What an open mind is, is an open spirit, an open life, not to imprison no one. To imprison someone is to tell them, no, you cannot change. No. The word no. like, And we recognize this. My grandparents used to say, we know it's true because our grandchildren are always saying no when we say yes. <laughs> or you do this and the grandchildren say, no, we don't have to. We don't want to. But in the long run, they see our how strong our compassion is. No, we will not believe in that. We believe in ourselves. But they don't get to the point where they believe in themselves. So that needs to be encouraged when you're growing up with the elders. And that's what I received from the elders. They were always encouraging us, be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. It's the only way you will survive is to be yourself. Don't be like anybody else. And I think that was one of the most, like the gender teachings are people like, we have some tribes up here, there are um, many names for different genders. Um, like you folks uh, in the white man's world, they have them. But our, in our culture, we have names, they're ancient names for different kinds of genders. But then there are some tribes who have no name for any gender male or female you are just special you are yourself mm. self the self and uh, so i think that's a very interesting when the self is supported by the community around you there's so many people who believe the same way but they might not have the same sexual uh, word, like a male, female, bisexual, trisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Try it all. Yeah, yeah. But our people, the respect is so strong. Is you when you meet a traditional person, you are just accepted. Because they know you are real. 
you're just being yourself. You're not trying to be something that you're not. <laughs> and so I think that's one of the things uh, growing up um, in my lifetime and watching my elders, how they lived and how they treated each other. The respect, deep respect they had for each other. And then I always remember uh, growing up as a child and I had different relatives had come to visit me. And uh, my grandparents would always say, you treat everybody as the way you want to be treated. Look there, look in the mirror. That person is your mirror. And if you see something ugly or something you don't like, maybe that's a teaching or something, something to change. And uh, we have the same word for uh, singing and crying. Mm. And uh, when we say someone is going to die, they, they sing or they cry. And when, when that person is dead, some people sing songs of sorrow. Some people sing songs of happiness because that person is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so people are very truthful in, in our language, our culture. It's right to the bullets. You just tell it like my grandparents say, you're either queer or you're not. So <laughs> be proud of who you are. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was a wonderful thing. I was lucky to be raised by grandparents who told me to be proud of, of who I was. It wasn't yeah. about being, uh, it wasn't even the word, uh, gay or straight or bisexual or whatever it was a human being mm -hmm. or a being a being is actually more universal it's uh, in our culture a being is actually like when you look up at the stars that's your being the universe so we're all part of the universe and i always just love that that saying it's in our culture our people say you're you're good you're, you're the universe we just love you <laughs> oh, i love that that's what i tell people that i love and care about you're the universe <laughs> i love that because when you look up at the starry night sky it's impossible to ascribe a gender to that definitely it is true it is how can you um Unless you have a, a star light that's attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's so nice to hear of a culture, of, a, of an upbringing that celebrates one's specialness. Because it feels like that is really lacking in a lot of society and cultures that you find. You know, it's like suppress the specialness fear the specialness um, so important to to recognize um, the importance of celebrating the specialness that's very true my grandparents i remember growing up with my grandparents and and uh, 
how we would work together, be together as a family. In the days when people were together, even in hardship, we never, as children, we didn't know it was hardship when we work in the fields, you know, all the native people had to work in the manual labor, you know, and everything. And, and, but we thought it was a vacation when we'd go and pick apples or berries or, you know, in the camps, you know, they have camps for the Indian people up here in Canada and the United States in the, in the state of Washington too. They had camps for the Mexicans and the Indians. And of course, children were, we don't care. And uh, I always go run into the camp, the Mexican camp, and be playing with the Mexicans and the Indians. The Mexicans would come into our camp and we'd play with each other and have fun with each other and eat each other's food. And our grandparents, the old people back then, they says, oh, you're just learning how we're all becoming one tribe. <laughs> but you better go home or otherwise you can get spanked or anything. <laughs> so we always followed our, our grandparents' uh, orders but and listened to them. But it was so special. It was so simple. But it was very hard work, you know. In them days, we didn't know how much our elders, how much they suffered. Yeah. Having to try to hide their, who they were, where they were bisexual, gay people, whatever you wanted to title them as. In our native culture, everyone's a human being. Uh, the only title should be appropriate is to title everyone as part of the human family. We're all, we all, we can. It's important. We can love each other, no matter how hard it is. You can, you can try. So I'm trying to work something out of my head here based on, on what you said with this understanding of just being a being and not being imprisoned by certain ideas. And I'm almost wondering if it's possible that there are as many genders as there are beings and that every being gets to have their own gender. And that that can be very scary because there's nothing to orient yourself around, but that's also the truth. Does that, what do you think of that? Well, just think about how do you think the straight people feel? <laughs> Terrified <laughs> every day. <laughs> but I think that fear, right, is is why there is so much hatred and why there, it, because it's coming from this place of, I'm afraid to let myself out of this prison. I'm afraid what might be true for me. And I, and it, it and so when I see it in you, because as you were talking about this mirror aspect of, of humans, I get afraid of what might be true for me. And so instead of looking at myself, I just decide to, to hate you because of the freedom you might be showing me is available. Well, yeah, maybe you should have went, went to uh, boarding school. <laughs> you know what I did for two years, but it was a very different type of boarding school. A different kind of boarding school, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, I think... Uh, 
to that point where it's other people trying to make you think the way they want you to think. Yeah. I I think that has a lot to do with, uh, well, just what I've experienced. I got so tired of people telling me what, how I should think. I finally gave in to my grandparents or my mom and dad say, don't worry about what other people think. And it's a very simple teaching, but it's hard to practice <laughs> sometimes, you know, yeah. or it's hard to be uh, strong. You have to make yourself strong. And, and I think that like gatherings like this, people getting together, to make each other strong and that's letting each other know you're not alone. It's okay to share. And I think it's the, uh, my grandparents, uh, my grandmother's tribe, Nutka, the Nutchanal people in Vancouver Island and, and in Washington, they didn't have permission to have anybody to give them uh, strength to be strong. You you were told you are strong. You will be strong, whether nobody likes it or not. And so the teachings were different among my people. We were always told we were strong, no matter what uh, gender we chose, because your family's be if your family's behind you. And actually, in our culture, it was a disgrace to uh, shun anybody who was uh, gay or uh, bisexual or whatever, whatever the other genders, because a lot of our our leaders were the two-spirit people knew the two ways of understanding and the two ways of thinking, which are just the beginning. There are many ways of thinking. But just the acceptance of that, I mean, people to in their mind, just like uh, when you learn how to read and write, it's the same thing. In, in a simplified way, you learn to read, you learn to write, you put it together, and then you're in trouble. You write a book. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way it is. You know, that's the way our life is today. But just think in the ancient days, I used to listen to my grandparents, how they talk about their life. It was always a real miracle when they would meet each other or people would meet each other or meet someone that was like-minded or the same spirit if they were... Uh, a two-spirit person. Oh, it was like a miracle. It was like a, it's like a, I always think about Moses and the burning bush. Moses mm -hmm. met his burning bush, but it wasn't a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so that's the positive way I, I think when I was learning Christian stories. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, Native people, we relate to these uh, the stories of other cultures 
to the way we were raised, just like in every other culture. And so I think it's important to open our mind to other people who think differently. And uh, my grandparents used to say, we must always learn. And if you judge too soon, you'll learn too slow. Mm. So I always think about that. If we judge too soon, we'll learn too slow. <laughs> and uh, it's so simple, and but it's not that simple in our society we live in today, as, as you know. The struggles that we live with as uh, two-spirited people or people in our culture we call, if you would say two-spirit, open mind. Mm. And uh, the native language we call it tenela. Tenela means open mind, which mm. is the same as a two-spirit or mm. multi-spirited or multi-faceted spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> and so I, I like that, the open mind. To keep an open mind will always keep your spirit as a two-spirit or gay, lesbian, bisexual, whatever you want to call yourself. Our people say open mind is such a wonderful way because no one can imprison you when you have an open mind. No one can build a prison of their own thoughts. You know, mm. thoughts are can be prison. We can be controlled, you know. And uh, so I used to think about that. When I went to boarding school, I learned a lot. That was my first experience of as an open-minded person in boarding school. And how that was so scary, how they could, I see many young people die in the boarding school of not, uh, of giving up, mm -hmm. of being, thinking they wouldn't be able to escape this prison. So it's, uh, it's it's a learning experience it's and it's hard to explain a, a learning experience unless you have an open mind and, but anybody who opens their mind they can feel it i really believe that they can feel it they and when you tell them your story your true story they can feel it you might not know the, they can but they they feel it and the, isn't that what, uh, like, my grandmother used to say, when the the night falls and darkness comes upon us, do we feel that? Mm. Or when the daylight comes and the sun arises, do we feel that? And we are of daylight and nighttime. We are all children of the night and day. And obviously we can feel these things, but we sometimes it's hard for us to share with others. And I guess in my culture, it has uh, 
we had enough elders still alive to keep that teaching alive too for those of us who who wanted to s still be human beings <laughs> mm. be free we didn't want to be imprisoned yeah <laughs> and uh, you know even though indians have risen you know go to the restaurant well we really have reservations <laughs> <laughs> But this doesn't always work. <laughs> so do you find, um, you know, we were talking, you've been talking about kind of the, the prison that we can create with our thoughts. As someone who's worked in, you know, in healing and helping people through, through physical ailments, how much of a role do our, you know, do our thoughts play in those physical ailments too? You know, as a child, you know, I, that's one of the reasons why I didn't get to uh, spend as much as time as all the other poor children uh, in the boarding school because they they had sent me home to die because they this that uh, that I had cancer and then so they sent me home to die. And the elders could, and they were, I was so fortunate to be raised by grandparents that were, they were both medicine people. And they worked on me with their herbal medicines, the prayers, the, and uh, I lived. And it was through touch. And my grandparents used to always tell me, we are going to touch you with the healing the loving spirit of the universe, all creation. And, and of course, I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, whatever. Like, better <laughs> than boarding school. Because <laughs> in boarding school, they didn't, they touched us, but it wasn't that way. <laughs> it was very uh, abusive in the boarding school. Yeah. And that's the first time I ever experienced being abused is in the boarding school, is being beaten for mm. speaking our language. But any, or laughing even, or mm. thinking. Oh my gosh. But uh, my grandparents used to, after I was supposedly dying of this illness, they touched me. I accepted the touch of the loving touch. And it was a, the only way I could describe it is, it's like when you go to sleep and you're just so relieved. I mean, especially if you're exhausted and you're tired, you go to sleep. Oh, finally in my bed, I feel so rested. I just, and you just let yourself go. You don't care. You're just free, you want to rest. And that's the way I felt. And as soon as the way I felt that way, my grandparents said, you received your healing. Mm. You accepted yourself. You loved yourself. You, we are so grateful that you accepted yourself. Mm. And that's when I got my healing wow. from the cancer. I, I finally accepted that. If I was dying, that accept that. And so 
That's the background heavenly music. No, no. <laughs> wow, you heard the sounds. <laughs> the, the heavenly angels. <laughs> oh, oh, my heavenly angels are always muscular, you know? <laughs> Agreed. I think wow. we have the same. I was going to say. We have them all in common, I guess. So that's why I've lived this long to see. <laughs> But it is true. As a, a child, I received, I accepted it. And I says, oh, there's so much to life. There's so much to living. Life can be so beautiful if I allow myself to see it. Mm. And it's up to us because we are the ones that have or I can close our eyes or open our eyes. Some people can close their eyes and see so much. Some people can have their eyes wide open and see nothing. Yeah. My grandmother and grandfather, you always used to tell me that. Remember, remember that even the people with closed eyes can see more than us. People mm -hmm. with open eyes, can see so little. <laughs> I always think about that all the time. <laughs> well, I had such a profound experience after listening to your, your tape, Medicine Path. And there was a transmission of something that went beyond just the songs and the stories. There was a healing that I felt like I received. And I, I've listened to it a couple of times since then. But I I went outside into the canyon near our house after I listened to it that first time, and I just felt like I was seeing things. And, and I just have to first say thank you, because what is on that tape is, is really powerful, and it's so beautiful. And it, it, to me, feels like it exists in many layers. There's the literal, what's being said, but then even just the sound of your voice when you sing or the sound of the, the native language when you tell the stories. And then there's something even beneath that, which is this, this power, this love, this transmission. And my first question about the songs and the stories, Johnny, is where do they come from? How did you, how did you learn them? And is there a limited amount of stories and songs, or do you find new stories and songs coming to you even now? Well, unfortunately, I was raised by my great-grandparents who, and I was raised in a community where no electricity, well, we had a uh, one of those radios <laughs> and, um, but no electricity, everything was done manually. And it was a village of many, many elders. And so one of our, my chores was to go visit all the different elders, cut wood for them, or cook, or bring food, or something. The, young, the elders kept us busy. And they says, if you keep a young person busy, uh, they're going to complain anyway, but at least they'll have a reason to complain. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandparents are very strict that way. We had to do this work whether we wanted to or not. 
But I was so fortunate because there were elders who I love chocolate cake. And I had one auntie, she used to make chocolate cake if she knew I was coming. And my job was to cut wood for her. And I chop wood. And, and then after that, I was done there. I go to the next elder who was blind. She was an elder. I would wash her dishes for her. And then she would teach me to do beadwork. And here she was a blind person. But she would teach me how to do beading and feeling through my fingers. And I know that sounds kind of woo-woo or it doesn't, but, you know, it was true. Feelings. The feelings I would, and it was not the feelings in my fingers. It was the feeling of I really wanted to learn. I want to learn something. And then she accepted that this, this boy wants to really learn. And that made me feel so good as a child, you know. And that continues on to this day. I always keep that open in my, my heart and mind. There's always someone that, whether a child or adult, they have something, you always have something to learn from each other. It goes both ways, even a stranger. Many of us go on the, uh, man, I remember traveling on the Greyhound, Greyhound bus, it was my second car. <laughs> <laughs> and you could talk to a complete stranger and tell them everything that you wouldn't even tell your own wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> but you tell them all these things and you never see them again, but you feel so good. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? I always thought it was. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to confess either. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the or that's the oral tradition the touch of people. Mm. We all need the authentic touch of a soul, authentic touch of a person who cares. And that's what keeps us going. And, and I really believe that. So that's part of, so being part of uh, this culture I always call this uh, spiritual culture of the two spirit people as the ongoing culture. Stay in tune for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be a wonderful blessing and a wonderful healing that you don't have to give up. It's always when we, as we know, as two spirit people, when we're ready to give up, something beautiful happens mm. we least expect. And from sometimes from people we least expect it to come from. People that who have nothing to do with our our life, they'll say something to us. And that is such a wonderful blessing. Oh, well just you're doing okay. You're doing okay. Um, I'm so glad you're here <laughs> mm. or just something simple you know <laughs> yeah. 
I always take that as uh, very spiritual, very powerful. Words are power. People don't think so. And you can see that, in fact, in our life, when your leaders are not listening to you or people who are representing to you, they don't hear a word that you say. And it, I think that's just... Uh, that says a lot about our culture today, or in the United States, I should say. <laughs> but my grandparents, you know what they would say? Who cares anyway? <laughs> my grandfather used to he'd be listening to somebody complaining, oh, I don't like this person, I don't like that person. But then he'd be talking, and, oh, that He's a big asshole anyway. I don't care about him. <laughs> and, and he'd be complaining to my grandfather. And then after my the guy was done complaining, my grandfather would say, you know what? I really never cared anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a really good healing teaching for two-spirit people. I never really cared anyway. <laughs> what about humor, Johnny? Because you have such a beautiful sense of humor, and obviously laughter is important to you. Is that something that came from your from your grandparents? Is that something that's part of the culture? What is... What is the spiritual practice of laughter about? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love that I can hear Kathy laughing in the background right now. <laughs> you know, that's how we were created. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like when uh, my mother had me and my dad busted out laughing <laughs> what do you think is so funny well you had him <laughs> or her <laughs> it's true <laughs> It's one of those uh, <laughs> sacred teachings you cannot explain. <laughs> I think the laughter and, uh, in, well, in my culture anyway, that's why you don't see very many uh, pictures of Native people smiling. Well, back in those days, you know, the took so long to take those pictures oh, right. <laughs> in black and white you know? are we done yet yeah, yeah. are we done yet <laughs> anything when you're doing anything in motion you don't want to say that are you done yet <laughs> that's pretty bad <laughs> but anyway <laughs> the older people used to say Laughter, like in our language, we have the same word for singing and crying. Mm. And uh, so the singing and the crying, it builds your spirit. And it's healing. And it keeps you in, in, in nature. 
in the nature of Mother Earth. Mother Earth is continuously laughing at us all the time. <laughs> yes. in different ways. <laughs> and so we have so much to learn and with nature. And I'm so grateful for Mother Earth and what we have left. And there's so much to to share with the young people, to let them know. You know, these teachings did not come from us, all of it. It came from nature. Right. From Mother Nature. And so I strongly believe that, that uh, Mother Nature is so beautiful in that way. Yeah. Though it does feel sometimes like Mother Nature is looking at us like, are you done yet? Yeah. <laughs> and then if we're not, then uh, a boulder falls from the mountain. Right. There you go. <laughs> that is all. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, Johnny, I'm aware that we've we've taken up a good hour of your time. And so I just want to be aware of that and just respectful of, of your time. Uh, but I just wonder, is there anything else that you would like to, in these last few minutes, is there anything else you'd like to share or, or talk about? I would like to share, could I share one story? Oh my goddess, please. we would love that. This is a story, it's my favorite story that my grandmother used to tell. And if you're listening, can you say... Inewer when I'm listening. Inewer, inewer, inewer. Yeah, you got it. Inewer. And if you say it the traditional way, it's inewer. Wesh. You feel air coming out of the side of it. Wesh. Inewer. You feel air coming out of the side, and that's why we go Wesh. like this because we're protecting ourselves from body spitting on us <laughs> <laughs> but you know what means we're listening <laughs> the grandmother cedar tree long ago long ago there lived a real big grandmother cedar tree she was so tall and large and strong but sometimes she felt sad and lonely. She felt so sad and lonely. The great spirit could feel her sadness and loneliness and called the birds. And they came and they carried a seed a little baby seed and planted it right next to grandmother's cedar tree. And she was so happy. She called it her grandson. He grew in her tears of sorrow and loneliness. Became tears of joy and happiness. And she nourished the grandson with the tears of joy and happiness. He grew tall 
but he was skinny. And the animals would come and they would chew on his branches. And so grandmother, Sila, we call her Sila. Can you say Sila? Sila. Sila means our beautiful grandmother. Mm, Sila would put her arms around grandson. And then she would also move her arms back and forth and scare the animals away. And grandson would feel so good. He'd go, oh, he'd go so well. He'd feel good. Sometimes the north wind would come so strong because cause a thin tree to bend and break. But grandmother would put her arms around grandson. And the connected now is just it feels so good. He grows some more. You're growing some more. <laughs> Sometimes grandson felt sad and lonely. But grandmother could feel her grandson's sadness and loneliness. And she sent her strong, you got your strong mind? Strong mind out to the forest land. And she called the birds of many kinds. And they came and landed on her strong arms. And they sang beautiful songs and carried his loneliness and sorrow away. You know, you know what? Grandson felt so good. He grew some more. But he couldn't keep on growing uh, upwards anymore. So he started growing this way. Nishtukwela. This way. What we call old growth trees. <laughs> really big. Well, time went by many seasons. Grandmother became even more sad and lonely. And she says, my grandson's probably tired of me. I don't want to live anymore. It's time for me to go. Let my grandson live his own life. Grandson said to his grandma, "Is Sila?" He Grandmother Sila, did you not have strong arms? You protected me, and I got strong arms. You got strong arms. I will move them back and forth and scare the animals away. And she felt so good in her soul. She grew some more. She felt good. Grandmother Sila, when the the north wind came and felt like it would bend and break, did you not put your arms around me? And you protected me from the strong north wind? Grandmother, I'm strong. I will put my arms around you and you, you will grow. And she felt so good. In her soul, she grew more. 
you need to know is to teach grandmother Sitla when I was sad and lonely. Didn't you feel my sorrow alone? And you sent your strong mind, you got your strong mind out to the forest land. You called the birds. Grandmother, I know all the songs that you taught me. I can sing those songs. I will call the birds of many kinds and they will come. And I got strong arms and they will land on my arms and they will sing for you and carry your loneliness and sorrow away. Grandmother, you took care of me. Now I will take care of you. And that's all. So beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful story. Thank you, John. Heichka. It means thank you in our language, Heichka. Heichka. From our heart. Oh, well, thank you from our hearts for that. Yeah. I'm going to call my grandma right after this. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> I always send my grandma a chick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking care of me. No. <laughs> oh, well, Johnny, thank you so much for taking this time to share of yourself to be a being as you are. Um, how can people find you and find more of the the things that you share? Oh, I'll let my sister, she knows all the she, uh, technical if you stuff. Go to, um, <laughs> if you go to johnnymoses.com. Okay. That's his website. Perfect. And, um, and there's a place there where they can, you know, buy things and then also if they want to have an event or want johnny to do storytelling there's a part of the site there where you can go and that's how i think you guys contacted that's how i found yeah. you yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah I, I have to share one important uh Please. teaching my grandma used to say share with me as i was growing up through my whole life before i went to boarding school she used to say don't worry about the people uh, that uh, think their shit don't stink, <laughs> but their fart gives them away. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ancient grandmother two spirit people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So wise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about the skunks. <laughs> uh, yep. And ancient teachings. <laughs> I love but it. the gives them away. <laughs> True. All right. Well, thank you so much yeah, again. Thank you all so I'm much. I'm sure we'll be in touch again. Soon. Yeah. Okay. So, what you should know about that conversation is that twice throughout it, our internet dropped out and the Zoom disappeared. And we just had to wait until our Wi Fi kicked back in. And it was so challenging. But Johnny was so amazing and just like this 
still patient creature that just like welcomed us back every time and dove right back in yeah but um fuck you spectrum and thank you johnny oh my thank you for God. taking the time yes, for yeah. being present with us and for uh sharing your beautiful wisdom your your fucking hysterical humor and uh that healing great laugh. story yeah, yeah and a great story all right everybody so this is your moment to drop into your heart and connect to the cards by listening into the sound of them being shuffled. And just trusting that this message will resonate no matter the future place or time to which you listen to this episode. The Knight of Wands, which is you when you allow yourself to feel your most powerful and dynamic and charismatic and electric, when you are lit up with the light of yourself. It makes me think about some of those people in popular culture who are like drunk on themselves, but in a good way. Like Jeff Goldblum is one of these people, Grace Jones, RuPaul. These people who are just like so filled up with their own authenticity, not unlike what we were talking about with Johnny, this sense of freeing yourself up so much that everything that is you gets to just shine forwards and there's no imprisonment and there's no apologizing. You just get to be you. Knights, they move energy along. The Knight of Wands is moving the energy of fire, which is your spirit which is your creativity, which is the way in which you take action in the world. And so until we meet again, see what you can do to feel like a rock star in your life. What is it that makes you feel unstoppable? If it's hot red lipstick, if it's the softest sweater, if it's dancing to one of your favorite songs, but giving yourself permission to unleash the beast of yourself on the world because we need it. And it's not really about you. You're bigger than yourself. And so where you hold back, where you apologize, where you diminish your own humanity, you are robbing all of us. So get out of your own way and let yourself be this Knight of Wands energy in the world. You bet bitch you all right get it girl no you get it girl <laughs> oh i will trust oh i know you will girl you'll um, get all of it you'll <laughs> get more than there even is to get and then some and then you'll squeeze that bottle and you'll lick those last drops i may uh thank you all <laughs> so much for uh listening for uh just taking part in the spiritual gaze community um, please feel free to share this episode with the world and with all the other bad bitches you know in your life. And um, you can always find everything we have going on at thespiritualgaze.com. Including our course, Astrology for Queelers, which exactly. we already talked about. Um, and yeah, you can find us on all the social medias as well at The Spiritual Gaze. Until next time, this has been your transit through the spiritual